0: So last week we were talking about the enthusiasm, uh, the kind of uh, wonder that uh, we are having when we want to learn something, that kind of eagerness to develop some interest, some enthusiasm, that quality of attention that makes us a learner, that makes us wanting to learn something, you know, to discover something new. So... Today, uh, for about a week, there are newcomers, and uh, I see that uh, you have that type of attitude. You come here and you are expecting something You know that uh, you may learn again, and so you have that type of uh, attitude, which is very good. Today, I would like to mention a story. <coughs> that happened in the times of the Buddha. And it's about also a searcher, uh, you know, somebody who want, wanted to learn. And it's about the uh, uh, son of Deva, they call. And uh, whether he was an uh, angel or something like that, I don't know. But anyway, it was a young man, and he had come to see the Buddha. His name was Rui And he came to the Buddha with a special question. Maybe a very fundamental question. He asked the Buddha, one does not get born where one does not grow old where one does not die pass away and appear again is one able by travelling walking to come to know that ten of the world or to see it or to get there is one able by travelling to come to know that ten of the world, or to see it, or to get there." So the Buddha replied to him, Where, friend, (coughs) one does not get born, nor grow old, (coughs) nor die, nor pass away, nor get reborn. You are not able by traveling to come to know or see, or to arrive at it. Then the young man said, oh, wonderful, sir. I came to the same conclusion. And uh, he said that uh, once, some times ago, you know, some life, previous life, he was a seer, you know, the kind of yogi uh, uh, or a kind of uh, um, a sage that was practicing meditation. Uh, and uh, at that time, he had developed some psychic powers. It's wonderful. If we try to, you know, to 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 put ourselves in that uh, when we read Sutta like that, you know, we put ourselves when we see that was a person, a human being, or a deva, or somebody asked that question to the Buddha, and then what was the, you know, we 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 if we try to visualize what would have been the context, then that is interesting. So to bring the question, oh, can somebody develop EDs, you know, psychic powers and uh, all kinds of uh, medical things that uh, the Indian cosmology had in those days, is also uh, something that we, sometimes we need to have that kind of broadness of mind and that kind of uh, acceptance as well. Maybe, you know, although I have not seen, maybe those things are possible. Who knows, you know? So anyway, that uh, person yet develops some psychic powers and... uh, he was so skillful in that that uh, he said that uh, in when he was walking, with one stride, you know, one stride, he was able to go from one continent and to go to the other continent. He was able to, to cross the ocean only by one stride. And his speed of going was so fast that uh, it was like uh, in those days, I think the, the the fastest comparison that they will make was with the arrow shot by a very strong... Bow, you know. So he wa- he said that uh, the strongest bow that uh, that was ava- av- available then, uh, arrow, uh, one arrow shot uh, with that, this is the speed to which he was able to go. So that means he was able to go very fast. <laughs> and uh, and then also he could go anywhere. That means not only on this earth, but he go- he could go, you know, in the stars and uh, very very far. So he said that. Uh, At a certain point, he had the wish that uh, I will arrive at the end of the world by traveling. So what he did, he started his journey and uh, he said that uh, when he was traveling, he never stopped except for eating and drinking and uh, ensuring the cause of nature and taking a rest and the rest of the time he was just walking, walking and walking and like that he spent about 100 years you know, walking and he said that uh, eventually he just died on the way so he agreed with the Buddha not by traveling can we find uh, the end of the world Hmm? so the Buddha told him something a little bit further he said well But neither do I say, friend, that without having reached the end of the world, there could be an end of ill, an end of Dukkha. So it's a kind of paradox. And then he says, it is in this very fathom long physical frame with this perception in mind that I declare lies the world, the arising of the world, cessation of the world, and the path to the cessation of the world." The world's end can never be reached by means of traveling. Yet, without reaching the world's end, there is no release from suffering. Therefore, truly, the world knower, the wise one, gone to the world's end, having known the world's end, at peace, longs not for this world or another world. So what's the meaning behind that, that the he says that uh, it's not by traveling that one is able to go beyond uh, to find the end of the world, but still, it's not without having reached the end of the world that one can find uh, the end of Dukkha. And he says that uh, also that, that that end of the world can just be found in this brief frame of uh, physical body. So here, the question that uh, Ruhi asked the Buddha was in reference of the stellar system, you know, the galaxies and all the, you know, the, the outside world. And then the Buddha, when he replied, he replied in the sense of the Sankara Loka, the world of formations, the world of uh, the internal world. And what the Buddha means by Loka is actually Dukkha. So the synonym of Loka there. Is the synonym of dukkha, Sacha. And uh, the synonym of the arising of the world is the synonym of the dukkha, the arising of suffering. And the cessation of the world is the cessation of uh, ill. And the way leading to the cessation of the suffering is uh, also the ending of the world. The way is the way leading to the end of the world. So they say the scholars, you know, that uh, this is one of the most uh, deep um, saying that the human philosopher or human had reach, you know, in the sense of question, you know, because we look at the research, we look at everywhere, we want to learn something always, you know, we want to to discover new things and but at the end there is no satisfaction like we go to we can go to school or to university and uh, but still that question where does one does not get old where one does not get reborn die and re- be reborn again that's uh, that had been a question that uh, motivated you know all kinds of uh, you know, good uh, kind of research throughout the humanity. But the answer that Buddha gave is that uh, you can find that inside. It's not by going around and uh, looking for outside uh, things. The answer is just within us. Some scholars also here in this commentary, they say that uh, you know, like the Buddha Gosa, or He missed a very good opportunity to develop that question and to make a big exegesis, a, a big, uh, you know, explanation of, uh, of that and, you know, to comment and just to... Uh, but what the Buddha Gosar, the commentary of the, you know, the one who wrote the Visuddhimagga, the only thing that he says is that... Uh, what the Buddha wants to say is that uh, when he is teaching the Four Noble Truths, it does not teach it in regard to grass and woods, but to the four elements in the body, you know, the four the Mahabhuta datu. So we can stop it there, but, uh, you know, uh, well, the Buddha Gosā explained in his commentary and in the, the Visuddhimagga, a huge way how to practice that type of uh, meditation. Because this is what it refers to. It doesn't refer, it refers to the mind, of course, but also it refers to the physical phenomenon. Because what is the world? The world is uh, something empirical. We know the world through the senses. So there is a perceiver. We perceive the world, the external world, with the five senses. And then we conceive the world, we interpret the world with the mind basis, that is, with the sixth, the sixth sense. So we have external objects and also mental objects, and then they, c- they come in contact with the body uh, sensory organs, and then they produce the consciousness, and then from there all kinds of mental factors are following so of course we could start by analyzing the external world, you know, and to try to see okay, what is their content and what is the... But the point is that uh, how we perceive the world, this is where the problem is arising. Because if we see that there is a conflict somewhere, it is, aris- it is uh, you know, at the source of the, of the conflict that we should go. So the world, we have the external senses, and then we have the physical, sen- the physical uh, sensitivity together with the mind base. And those things are based on on the four elements. So when we come as a practice, when we try to uh, incorporate that type of philosophy or that type of search into something practical, we have to understand the four elements. And this is fundamental. And it has been missed also, I think, you know, like how it is taught, sometimes it is a little bit... uh, skipped or it is a little bit uh, explained superficially. So here we have, I think we have a specialist for that type of meditation and that's very good that we we can learn it, you know, and uh, we can practice it if we want. So I think for that, Sutta, I will end it up here. And just to say that uh, whatever search, if you are searching for peace or it's not outside that you will find it, it is in yourself. So you carry your own university with you and the science that you will learn is the science of peace because there cannot be peace outside if there is no peace inside. A practic- as a practical approach, you know, how should we do that, or how should we proceed? Uh, last week we developed a little bit uh, about the Samadhi aspect, you know, and then previous to that we said, uh, you know, re- relating to the baya bera Sutta, we said that uh, somebody who wants to develop the Panya needs to be very aware, very clear about uh, the conventional reality, the conventional terms. Okay, now this is a chair. Now this is a, a light. Now this is a window, and uh, you know, now this is a snake or now this is a rope and things like that. So to be familiar with conventional reality is very important. This is the basic, not to be fooled by the, by things. Then we said further, this is like the Pali was Aramana. Whatana, the definition or the definition of uh, the object. What are the objects uh, that we are perceiving? Then last week we said that uh, that type of uh, panya needs to be developed. It needs. Uh, we need to be. Uh, Concentrated, we need to have um, uh, concentration of the mind, and for that purpose, we say that uh, by choosing an object on which we t- we can fix the, uh, the 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 mind, you know, on a the long term, then we can develop the 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 capacity to uh, to observe and then to fix and to 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 keep the object for a long time. So by being able to fix an object, we are also able to see the the subject is the subject is subjective part of it, you know. And then the more we can look at the object, also the more clear the subjective part, you know, like the mental factors and the consciousness, the more clear the consciousness is going to to appear with us, first because there is concentration, and then uh, because also the mind has got, uh, you know, that clarity of of, uh, wisdom, that clarity of perception. So by developing uh, some samatha practice, by choosing specific objects, then we see also that uh, some objects have a definite impact on our mind, you know, by different types of uh, uh, kamatana, different types of uh, meditation subjects. And that's why, actually, that uh, there are so many meditation uh, subjects, because depending on the temperament, depending on the, our attitude and our liking, we can choose one object like Anapana or Metta or Karuna or according to ourselves and also according to the circumstances we are in, according to the feeling we are at that moment. and So there is a var- variety of uh, meditation objects that we can choose according to our purpose. And the thing also that I uh, emphasized uh, last week by looking the different skills that uh, we could develop or that we need to develop to have a foundation, a firm foundation in the samadhi, was the skill in defining the object, right? Aramana, kusala, kusala, And then the other skill that uh, I was also emphasizing is the skill to be aware of the mental factors. Okay, now I can go in the jhana and then what is the state of mind? What are the mental factors? And now I change the the object. Okay, now I can keep the object for some time. And then what is the quality of the mind? So that ability to know very clearly the object and also to know exactly what is the mind, what is the how the mind is reacting to that, this is an important. Uh, uh, if we can say. Uh, precision of uh, methodology, methodology when we are talking about uh, samadhi. Because it's not only samadhi in the sense, okay, now I am going in bliss and now uh, for hours I'm just in uh, you know, jhana and that's fine. No, no, no. Samadhi has the purpose, of course, to give us a state of peace, to give us some rest and then some calm. This is for sure. But also it has the purpose to develop our wisdom, to develop our clarity of uh, understanding. And this is more important. We can have a rest in samadhi, but also uh, we can use the samadhi to develop our wisdom. And this is how, This is why uh, we are practicing samadhi mostly, you know, like to develop the jhana that, uh, that is taught here. It's because of the, that precise methodology. Once we have that type of uh, uh, training or that type of uh, knowledge and uh, ability, then we turn to the essential, we turn to develop the wisdom of vipassana. They develop the wisdom of seeing the things as they are. No more on the conventional reality, but to investigate really what those things are. What are we experimenting? What are those sense objects? What is the sense doors? How do I experience the world? How do I interpret the world You know, in a good way or in a bad way? In the sense, does that interpretation that, does that type of perception that I am having of the world brings <coughs> me happiness or suffering or what is that uh, <coughs> you know, what is that so so this is this is the thing and uh, when we start to practice the Vipassana then of course you have the six senses and then also the six uh, external uh, objects, the six, the six e- external bases, but Fundamentally, if we have not been able to define the four elements, then I think the, the meditation will not be complete because those six senses, you know, on a gross level, we can say there is the eye or there is the ear or you know the body, and the tongue, and, and the nose, but. Uh, Actually, it is a very subtle thing, and it's a mixture of elements. So first, if we are able to define very clearly the elements by practicing the meditation on the four elements, then the sense bases become much more subtle in the the perception that we have of them. And then once the sense bases also become subtle, then we see that the the impact of those sense sense objects, the impact that they are having, and then also the the the, the, the 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 refinement that we will have developed at that time will permit us, will give us the possibility to have a very clear understanding of the mind. And this is where we are you know, we are aiming to understand ourselves and then to understand the mind and to understand Oh, what is this, you know, is, is that dukkha or what is the meaning of dukkha? So by seeing that, you know, then the first I mean, one of the essentials is to see the truth of impermanence. So, at the beginning we may have just a glimpse of life is impermanent and everything is impermanent, but when uh, we get a very strong Samadhi and we have been able to develop develop that um, discrimination about uh, the elements, then uh, our perception of uh, impermanence also becomes very much accelerated. It becomes really, really uh, fast, and at that time, then we see that actually the dukkha is not only the dukkha, the gross dukkha of uh, you know pain and burden, but it's the constant oppression of with that uh, incessant uh, you know change. And this we have to uh, realize it for us with the four element meditation. So that four-element meditation also is not easy to uh, to come. You know, right at the beginning, it can <coughs> be done, like for example, just on a practical way. You know, somebody who doesn't, who has not developed uh, jhana or has not developed samatha, <coughs> then he can come to the perception of the four elements. You know, like now we are just sitting. So what is that sitting? That body posture we are just aware of. It. <coughs> We are just in the present moment and we are just aware of the posture. So what are we aware of? That body, what are we feeling? We are feeling the heat, the pressure, the pushing, the scratching, the hardness of the cushion, and then you know the softness. So all those qualities, depart into to the four elements. But if the concentration is not deep enough, then that object, which is a physical object, will just be an object of the samatha. It will just be uh, to develop the four elements in the sense of giving attention to the four elements. So that chatu, daratu, varatana can have three meanings. It can have uh, the meaning of just just paying attention to the four elements. It can have the meaning of uh, the attention given to the four elements as a meditation subject, and also it can have the meaning of defining the four elements. So the defining of the four elements is that uh, when we start to analyze the characteristic of the, those four elements, we don't take them as a concept, we don't take them as a precognition, uh, not precognition, but uh, as an idea or you know, a label that we are naming, but as an actual experience. So this is the defining of the four elements that we come with. So when we start our meditation, also we should be very comfortable in the sense that, okay, we have to forget okay, what we should do and then what the other people are expecting from us. The goal of meditation is peace. So we have to start a little bit with peace, and also the goal of meditation is an s- internal or it's an in- individual sh- search, you know, so we should make ourselves happy. We should see, okay, now I am doing that for myself, and I am searching peace. And So we should have that type of uh, uh, inner independence, if we say inner confidence, that we are doing something for ourselves, and that what we are doing is going also to be good for other people. So that attitude attitude is very important. So when we start, if we are relaxed like that, then naturally the happiness will flow by itself much easier. And then with the happiness, uh, we will see also the inclination of our mind, and then we will be able to direct our mind as if we were directing a child. Okay, now you do like this, or, you know, and naturally the mind will be able to to take a direction, provided, of course, if we have some, you know, basic uh, knowledge of uh, what we should do. Like, if we don't have any knowledge of uh, meditation uh, subject, then it's difficult. But anyway, just that attitude. So once the mind is calm, once we are comfortable and uh, happy, because also happiness can come just like that. Happiness can be due to the sila. So if we are doing good things, you know, so when we are sitting down, we are just so happy. We have no remorse and then we have done all the good things, you know, whether it is, you know, socially or with the family or with friends, or we have done good things, and then we are just happy. This is a type of happiness that is a happiness related to the Sila. So that's quite uh, supportive. It's a very important condition for uh, practicing meditation uh, properly. Another type of happiness, also, that can come is the happiness of uh, not being distracted by our external things, you know, not being distracted by. Uh, You know, being carried away by all kinds of uh, fancies and all kinds of uh, hallucination from the mind, all kinds of uh, pulling from here and to there. The mind is just uh, wandering, and you know, thinking about the past, and then trying to revive the past, and longing for the past, and wanting it to happen in the future. And so, when the mind is in the present, then we can see much more, you know, clearly, and then we can settle, and then develop more samadhi and then also develop more panya uh, more insight with that samadhi so it is very important to balance our effort you know we should have uh, you know that type of effort and that type of uh, energy that wants us to to learn and to uh, you know to to, to to give our mind to that uh, to what we are doing that that motivation is very important and but also we have to balance it with uh, other faculties like mindfulness to be just to be aware of what is going on and also to balance it with uh, with the concentration as well So for today we will stop, you know, like the meditation on the four elements. If we start to explain it now, it's really a long, long, long topic, so maybe in the future we will develop, you know, this is just the introduction, just to say that what the Buddha said is that by knowing the four elements that are in your body, you are going to know the world, you are going to know the perception, your consciousness, and you are going to know everything that uh, you need to know. to. Get rid of uh, those uh, troubles. So knowing that, then we should continue, and we, we should persevere, and have that kind of uh, uh, enthusiastic will just to go on <coughs> and do our search because that's a really valuable thing that we are doing now, and I think this is the most valuable search that we can have in our life. So we should never get discouraged, and. Uh, we shall uh, do it with uh, interest. Yes, I would like also to say something for last week. Uh, mm. And suppose I would like to ask you, suppose you work in a supermarket. Just, for example, you work in a supermarket, and then somebody comes to you, and then he says, okay, I would like to have 500 grams of units consisting of folate, biotin, potassium, calcium, protein, fat, calories, and white color. (coughs) Oh, what do you do? You say, well, you are patient, and because you are a meditator, you are a little bit patient, you know, you have meta, so... Then you think, ah yes, that person probably has come from those Abhidhamma classes, you know, and then he speaking about kalapa. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a kalapa? You know, the 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 the, the, uh, the question was asked last week, where is that coming from? The the is it from the you know, we don't see that very often in the in the in the canon, but actu- actually the word kalapa also is related, it, it, it is existing in the Sanskrit the huh? And uh, in the Pali text, it is mentioned in the Sanghita Nikaya and also in the Vinaya. And there are different meanings. But one of the meanings, you know, there is that uh, it's anything that comprises a number of things of the same kind. A bundle, a bunch, a row, a multitude, usually of grass, bamboo, hairs, feathers, etc., so it's something that is uh, you know that comprises many things together. Also, another definition is a quiver. But in the Abhidhamma, the meaning is that a group of qualities pertaining pertaining to the material body, rupa kalapa. So it's a corporeal unit. And then also like the. Uh, Bodhagosa and Visuddhimaga use that, use the, the Abhidhamma termono- terminology a lot, you know. So uh, he has all those divisions of Dasadhamma, uh, Kalapa, etc., right? So it is just a group of uh, special qualities that are not uh, div- divisible. It's uh, like, in related to the Abhidhamma, it is something that is uh, pertaining to the ultimate reality, and those qualities... They bear their own characteristic that is no other uh, element will have the same characteristic as, as those so a group of those qualities are called the kalapa so it's not something that is that was created by <coughs> you know it's uh, it is just a term of uh, you know a term that uh, that had been used to denote uh, something pertaining to a real phenomenon and then of course in the sutta. They just use the conventional reality. They just use, you know, the, the terms that uh, everybody is going to uh, understand. But in the adi- abhidhamma, the terminology terminology d- is different. They don't speak anymore about uh, uh, concepts and, uh, you know, things that are uh, commonly acknowledged. They speak about ultimate reality. They speak about uh, uh, yes. They speak about ultimate realities. If you like to ask any questions regarding that or to the practice, you please ask. And uh, if you don't, then we will proceed to... Yes? So in, in the Adi Dharma, you said that the Kalapas qualities have their own characteristics and are indivisible. So is that that, uh, is Kalapas equivalent to uh, ultimate truth? Uh, No, a a kalapa is a concept. So a kalapa is a unit. So a kalapa is a group. So inside that group, there are some elements that bear their own characteristics. They have their own essence. So a kalapa is a group of uh, qualities. It's a group of uh, of of things that cannot be... uh, uh, They are not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But also they are coming together. Like the earth, the water, the fire, and the wind. The four elements together with... uh, the color, the smell, the the taste and the life faculties and things like that, and the sensitivities and things like that. You have many types of color, so you have many types of units. So when we look, for example, to the rock there, then we say, okay, now this, this is a rock. right? But actually, looking at the rock, if we look at it, there are spaces, you know, and then if you are a geolo- geologist, <laughs> you will take a, a geologist, you know, you, you will take a hammer and then you will split the, 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 the rock and just take a small little piece and to say, oh no, this, uh, this rock has this quality and that quality. So every little piece, every grain, grain, grain of sand that is composed, that, that the rock is composed of, they bear their own characteristic. So this is just an example because still the grain of sand is not the kalapa but somehow. It's a kalapa in the sense that uh, it is uh, it is containing some individual uh, uh, essences. So it's a collection of ultimate darums. Yes. Okay, thank you. Maybe the Sadhu would like to add something on that because I am not a specialist. <laughs> So we will go with the questions that you have been uh, writing down. After getting out of Jana Does one check the jhanic factors even if one has got out into a higher jhana? For example, getting out from first to second jhana and then checking, wouldn't the factors of the second appear and not the first? I think that uh, the, the... I think, yes, this is possible, you know, that somebody may not check the first jhana factors and then accidentally or, you know, sometimes he may have experience and then he may uh, skip into the second jhana, and then when he gets out, then the the first jhana will not appear because he is getting out of the second jhana. This is possible. But normally, like the way we are teaching here, the person uh, is asked, you know, to to, to first establish the first jhana, and then when he gets out of the first jhana, he should be very clear about the first jana factors before proceeding to the second jana. But this is possible that somebody actually just go to the second jana and, uh, uh, you know, by having not uh, identify precisely enough the first jana. So when it comes out, then it will be uh, just uh, uh, seeing the second jana factors. So another question is that uh, after getting out of a jana, and checking the Janic factors at the Bawanga mind door. Should the factors appear and be felt in the body and mind experimentally or otherwise?
1: <coughs> According to Abhidhamma. bitdha picture we with picture we means reflecting knowledge cognitive process so reflecting knowledge cognitive process is right at the mind only not body do in body do. Medidata experience, especially some type of happy <coughs> <heavy> feelings. <coughs> Jhana concentration or jhanas are the subiriya That superior mind produces a lot subiria mind produce materialities or clubasklaaba klava is the smallest group of materiality as well as a group of mentality group of materiality is called ruba group of, a group of mentality is called nama klaba these among these galabas, if you analyze, there are eight types of materialities such as art element, water element, fire element, wind element, color, water, flavor, nutritive, etc. Among these eight types, there is art element, fire element, wind element. These three elements are tangible objects. These three Types of tangible objects: pinch body dough, body dough means transparency or translucent of body dough clabs. When they Im- I- these three elements impenetrate on the body dough, at that time meditator feel heavy feeling That heavy feeling is out of jhana. When he had or she had already emerged from jhana, at that time only he or she feels this this happy feeling. Within jhana, they do not feel bodily happiness; they feel only mental happiness only. You should not confuse bodily happiness and mental happiness. But this. Jhāna-bhaitas arise at the bohengā mindo. It is true. But actually, to be on bohengā mindo, they arise to be the on heart Base. If you can discern heart Base at that time, you can see clearly these five jana But before you are discerning these jhāna-bhaitas, you are jhana nimeda such as Anabana Kounda Bad Sai, as well as Abia in your Boyenga Mindo. At that day only, you can reflect Jana Pedas at the Mindo or at the heart pace on the heart pace. So, Body Do. Does not experience Janapadas patterns. Vidagha, vichara, sukha, ekagata, obligation of the mind, initial obligation of the mind, sustainment, joy, happiness, and one pointedness. Body dog does not feel or does not know these jhana body do know only happy feeling after imajai pranchana only.
0: but it should be experience uh, it should be uh, experience
1: by maido
0: yeah it should be done experimentally not theoretically so another question is that uh, okay. Okay. Yes. This one also. Ah. Okay. 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 Oh, you, this is this is two months. Uh, you should not be shy, you know, to ask questions. You should not be shy also to say, oh, we don't understand what you say. You, you know, you repeat again. I mean, we are here for to talk, to talk, you know, to have a discussion. So, for me, I, I mean, uh, we can hear very loud. So we can uh, like we don't want to disturb the, the meditators but of course you should understand so anyway we will do yes 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 you should be yes we don't know <laughs> no, no if we talk if we ta- So the other question is Ekagata one pointed nest. Can this sometimes appear as a peak of a mountain when the Nimita is seen as Ekagata?
1: You should not confuse object and subject. While practicing jhana, for example, anabana. Anabana nimeda abhiyahe on your nostri. But you observe this nimeda, or you can concentrate on this nimeda. That concentrated that mind rise depending on your heart face not here that egagata to depending on your heart face but the object of egagata is on your nostril if you break this white casino again this sucker as a white casino circle externally in front of you, there may set one meditator. You take that meditator as, uh, as a w- white casino object. So the object is external. If you extend this casino circle up to infinite universe, then if you can concentrate on that casino circle, you get a danger. Den- so object is No. O- Arise to be near your heart base. Object is external. but Eggata arise to be near heart base. So Eggata is subject. The object is white Waikasina. So they are two different things. So Eggata is at your heart base in the same way, Anabana counterpart sign is on your nostril. but. While reflecting jana fattas, you must discern bhujangā. Inside bhujangā, this name must appear. At that time only, you can discern jana fattas. This method mentioned in Anubhara Sutta Commentary. Anubhara soda is one sota of Mijima Michi, Nikaya Upribanasa. The Buddha explained about the venerable Sariputta's experience. Venerable Sariputta in the Hindu Fajrana. Imagine from Fajana. there are 34 mental formations. These 34 mental formations he contemplates as nature or dukkha or another one by one. Why he can do this commentary explains he design Boyanga mindo and Nimeda together. Avatar design and Boyanga mindo and Nimeda together. At the time, if he reflects Jana Thomas, he can see one by one clearly. So, depending on this method, we usually teach how to design Jana petas. First, please design Boyanga mindo. Secondly, you should try to discern Nimei inside Bunga After that, you can discern jana patterns. In the same way, if you bring this white casino, the object is a standard. Although it is a standard, if you want to reflect jana patterns, you should first discern Bunga mindo. When you discern Bunga mindu as soon as you emerge from white casino jana then you can see one casino circle inside your mind. And that, uh, you can discern jhana Actual, neither the actual object of jhana is external. Although it is external, when you are reflecting jhana it this object must appear in your mind. Without appearing in your mind, you cannot discern jhana you cannot discern jana clearly.
0: Is it loud is it enough? Did you understand? Yes?
1: So, when the nimeda is seen, at
0: Maybe, Sado, if, t- if you talk a little bit closer to the mic, because people, they have difficulty to pick up.
1: One medidada does not see, the Nimeda at Egegada. He sees Nimeda in Boyenga Mindo while descending Jana Pedas. But while bright-dancing Jana, Nimeda is maybe on your If you bright Anabana, then Nimeda may be on your nostril. If you bright-dise White Gazina, etc., then Nimeda may be or both. Indana Skeleton is also possible. But this uh, is the is here. So, this is not at ekagata. Ekagata arises to be the heart, which realize this jhana object, mm-hmm. anabana counterpart sign or <laughs> ykasina counterpart sign, etc. It sometimes can appear as a peak of mountain. It is true. You may, there are many meditators who are practicing Jhana. Once a day Jhana and once a day Jhana may be sometimes different. Sometimes concentration is very deep. Sometimes concentration does not deep enough. What is the reason? the proximal cause is hindrances. If one or many of hindrances are occasionally visited into your mind, then concentration cannot deep. But if these hindrances are very far away for a long time, and then, then concentration is very deep. This is proximal cause. Another cause is past parmi Pinariba Jhana concentration and mm-hmm. other bhikkhus jhana concentration, not same because he had specialized this jhana concentration for his psychic power. So, one person, one meditator's concentration, and another meditator's concentration may be different in degree, especially Buddha's concentration. One day, Buddha was walking, trying walking meditation at a long walking path. At the corner, thunder bullet attacked the oxen and uh, 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 pama. They all die. But Buddha does not hear this thunder bullet sound. What is the reason? His concentration is very deep. This is while walking, he is practicing concentration, entering into jhana. But here maybe one meditator, he may enter into jhana. When Dandabula attack to this building, he may hear. (laughs) Because concentration is not deep enough like Buddha. So we cannot say easily. Hmm? Mm.
0: Another question, is the light in the jhana, especially the fourth jhana, caused by the fire element in the kalapa? Number four.
1: Basura Ruba and Visodimegha Mahatika. They explain Basura Ruba. Basura Ruba is within one kalaba, if you such nimida, huh? within one kalaba, if you analyze, there are eight types of materiality, such as art element, water element, fire element, wind element, color, odor, flavor, nutritive acid. All together, eight types. Among eight types, colour that colour is basura ruba. Very shiny, luminous color. Not by element. So this, the light of wisdom, produced by concentrated, by especially jhana concentration, as well as Vipassana concentration. They can produce this light of wisdom surrounding meditator's body everywhere. This light of wisdom is, what is the light of wisdom? Mm-hmm. Jana Mai be dependent on a meditator's heart base. But that Jana Mai is superior may. That superior Mai Produce superior calabas. These calabas spread throughout the body, not externally. But among those calabas, mind produced calabas. China mind produced calabas. If you analyze their types, among eight types there are higher elements. That higher element is called temperature. That fire element also produce new generations. How many generations? We cannot say easily. Easily means it is not easy to count how many generations. Many, many billions of generations. So among those generations, different types of color, but there is also color. That color is luminous and bright. So fire but that color produced by fire element that fire element produce color not only spread not only internally but also externally so internally there are two types of color chana may produce kalabas color kala. and among those kalabas there's temperature that temperature produce kalabas color kala. Externally only temperature because my produce clubhouse cannot rise outside data's body externally Temperature, element, temperature produce clubhouse not only internally but also externally So external color is the color of uh, the luminous color of a clubhouse only no, Paya element, but source origin, origin, cause is Paya element. Internally, internally is my produce, color, as well as temperature, Paya element, produce, color, color, both.
0: Why is it that the Buddha praised the white kasina over the other color kasinas?
1: Radically <laughs> and then, then you will understand. Today, one meditator uh, informed me oh, completely different. What is completely different? Anabana Jana Pachana Saginjana Tanjana Pokjana and then why Casina Pachana Saginjana Tanjana Pokjana. Completely different. Usually Buddha also praised this experience because of this reason. When in casinas, one bright days in casinos, one is produce a lot degree of concentration, very deep degree of concentration. But one meditator's experience and another meditator's experience also may be different depending on their present gods as well as par- parmi. If they had been days in previous like China brightest, such as white casino, etc., then when they are days in this light casino, very easy. Their concentration also very powerful. Present goes is they can easily remove hindrances. Past, past plans, future plans, <laughs> they can easily remove, but somebody did that. It is very difficult to remove these future plans. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, I will do such and such. So such plans are very difficult to remove. But somebody else can remove easily. Some may have doubt. Is it possible or no? Is it possible or no? They they have a lot doubt, so they cannot remove these hindrances easily. If they cannot remove these hindrances easily, then their concentration cannot deepen them. So, past parami also very important, present parami is also very important. Depending on the parami, their concentration becomes very powerful. That concentrate, concentrated might associate with wisdom faculty. This wisdom faculty is also very powerful. That wisdom, faca- when this wisdom, for very big, very powerful, the, the light of wisdom also very bright. Especially p- some meditators, they are bright days in Webassana. While bright days in this light of wisdom also appear. But one meditator the light of wisdom, and one m- another meditator the light of wisdom, usually not say. Depending on their concentration. While practicing Vipassana, there uh, uh, are also momentary concentra- concentration. While contemplating formations as nature or dukkha or nada. In nature, nature, or dukkha, nature, or nada, nature, they thoroughly concentrated, might stay there peacefully. That concentration is momentary concentration. That momentary concentration also, be, also meditated as meditators very deep. When concentration is very deep, they are inside vipassana, wisdom for also became powerful. When wisdom faculty very powerful, the light of wisdom also very shine, very bright. For example, while contemplating formations as nature took another, one time Buddha contemplate permissions as nature duka another. While contemplating formations as nature or dukkha or another. His wisdom faculty is become very powerful. It produced the light of wisdom up to hundred thousand checkawala universe. So this light spread up to hundred thousand chekawala. So one meditative does light of wisdom, another meditative does light of wisdom, no same.
0: If we want to practice up to the third jhana, does it make any difference the object we choose? Anapana, Kesina, Brahma, vihara or are they the same?
1: We cannot say is that exactly which jhana is better. Some meditators like Vinareva Subuddhi. Vinareva Subuddhi specializes meddhajana. He likes meddhajana because he had fulfilled parami in previous life for uh, for meddhajana. So, imagine from meddhajana, he contemplates vipassana. He practices vipassana. But while practicing vipasana, medha jhana can a up to that jhana only. So he may choose that jhana, or part jhana, or second jhana, or that jhana. Any jhana is possible as a foundation for vipassana. But some meditators, anabana is very good. For some meditators, kasina, white kasina, jhana is very good. So they gain... Depending on their own ability, they can choose any jhana as foundation of vipassana.
0: What does access concentration look like compared to jhana?
1: The, uh, For example, when you are practicing anampana, your jhana object is anabhana paribhagani counterpart sign. That paribhagani nimitta is the object of excess concentration as well as jhana concentration. What is the difference between these two types of concentration? In excess concentration stage, he meditator cannot maintain his concentration for a long time. Frequently, he falls into Bohenga. But in the full absorption jhana stage, he can maintain his concentration for a long time without falling into Bohenga. This is only different. Jhana Padas are same. In excess concentration stage, they are five Jhana Padas. In five concentration stage, there are five Jhana Padas. But in higher jhanas, such as Sagin Jhana, etc., the excess concentration of Sagin Jhana, there are five Jhana Padas. But if they are uh, adding Jana at the end of there are three jhana only. So, the higher jhana may be different. are different.
0: Do you have some practical suggestion for overcoming doubt and strengthening faith? I seem to be able to let go of doubting thoughts long enough to attain absorptions. But the doubting thoughts arise shortly after emerging again and again and scatter my attention.
1: Maybe you should study, maybe some some tasks, as well as you should discuss with teachers uh, if you have any doubt. This doubt is sometimes very difficult to remove. Although they may discuss with the teacher, they don't want to accept easily (laughs) because their doubt is very strong. If you have doubt, then number one, you should read some sotas. Which sotas? I don't know. I cannot say exactly. If you maybe depending on what subject do you have doubt. So related to that subject, there are many sotas. You should read these sotas. Sometimes you may understand deeply, or sometimes you may do not understand deeply. We cannot say exactly upon your ability. Deeply means sometimes they read so does. aggregate. Okay. Pi aggregate. You must contemplate Pi aggregate as nature, dhoka, talker. Okay. They can easily accept. But what are Pi aggregate? He may understand deeply or he may do not understand deeply. For example, the aggregate of materiality rubber gada. What is the aggregate of materiality? According to Buddha's DJ, the materiality arise as a subatomic particles. If you analyze these particles, you can see atomic materiality such as Art element, water element, fire element, wind element, color, odor, flavor, nutritive, utility, These are ultimate materialities, but somebody that has a lot of, one cannot see these this It is impossible. Right. <laughs> so if you have mm-hmm. such doubt, then practical knowledge is better. Because they may read books, they, do not, uh, they don't want to accept. They may discuss with teacher, they don't want to accept easily. So for those predicate knowledge is very important. If they see collabas and they if they can analyze these calabas and the such doubt will disappear. Sometimes <coughs> because of this reason this doubt can remove when they begin Soda Mbana. Before day in this doubt occasionally busy to meditate as mine. So don't worry, please practice to understand only.
0: <laughs> Why will someone start with the Four Elements meditation rather than the Anapana meditation?
1: It depends on their barami and their own desire. Some meditators, if they practice, Anabana samatha meditation They do not interest. They don't want to practice samatha. What is the reason? As far as huh? I had research, some meditators, in while they are accumulating their varmish in previous life. They criticize a lot, Samatha. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to practice Samatha. Because of this reason, in this very life, if they practice Samatha, very difficult to maintain their concentration. They cannot maintain more than half hour their concentration. Because they criticize a lot, this jhana practice. So because of this reason, if they don't want to bright this they can directly bright this directly can go wi- to vipassana While bright in vipassana they must disdain arimate materiality and the adimic mentality this is the beginning stage of vipassana when they disdain arimate materiality how they should do Tata, bhagava rupa Gamata, kathindo Sengkeba manasi gara wa senna wa witara manasi gara wa wa chadu dadu wa otanang kete isi. Kwan expounding ruba kamatana desani maderila di meditation. Buddha teaches two ways, four elements meditation and brief way. Four elements meditation meditation and way. These two ways only. But if you want to practice vipassana, but you do not practice four elements meditation, but you directly practice vipassana, it can be real vipassana or not. You should consider carefully. Because at the beginning stage, if you want to practice this kamadhana, tisani, materiality, you must practice four elements meditation only. If you like brief way, you can do brief way if you like wider way you can do wider way, way but usually we teach both ways. In Keisuko parama of Sayoda nikaya they are one type of one arhat he practice four elements meditation both in brief way as well as in a wider way There is one soda, susima soda. and that soda, there are many rahas. They practice four elements meditation only. They don't want to delay in jhana meditation. So they directly go to, we, they don't want to begin rahas quickly. So they practice four elements meditation only. But some meditators, like Benariva, Anuruddha, Et etc. Because of their previous parami, they won't practice such powers before practicing vipassana. So, such persons also depend on their own desire and their parami, they can do without practicing jhana or with jhana concentration. So, Benariva Sariput, Benariva uh, Anuruddha, he practiced samatha eight and then he practiced, specialized, especially divine eye sight power. One jana divine eye jana con- uh, one jana sec power jana concentration, especially both jana. One mind moment can produce like Abdul one thousand checker wallah. His light was very bright. Because he specialized for this parame. So, after this psychic power, he brightest Vipassana. The light of wisdom is very sharp, very bright. Because of this reason, when light is very strong, he can see Adhiman materiality very clearly, Adhiman mentality very clearly, because the light of wisdom is very bright. When the Light of Wisdom is very big and uh, when they are analyzing Calabas, they take long time. Some body take long time because the Light of Western is not enough. These body gas are very tiny, very small body gas, like subatomic body gas. In each body gas there are earth element, water element, fire element, wind element, etc. Mm. One meditator asked me, Is it possible <laughs> 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 to analyze this galaba, such a tiny girl, to see four elements? Is it possible? So a lot of doubt, because the light of Western is not enough. When the light of Western is enough, and then they can see clearly galabas at that time, they can see four elements in each galaba very So, according to their own desire and their parami, they can practice four elements meditation or they can practice chana meditation, samatha meditation path. Pappo, practice, vipassana. Any question? instead of going directly to the vipassana and decide to do jhanas? Would that be a way into the jhana practice? <coughs> so me- for some meditators, it is very easy. For some meditators, it is very difficult. Mm. Very difficult means, and research, many meditators, they usually... At the beginning we teach poor elements meditation past. They gain this anemic materiality. They gain this anemic mentality. But when design dependent origination and then they are light of wisdom, poor poor elements meditation also can produce light. hmm? The light of wisdom. But that light of wisdom is not enough to penetrate past causes. They descent design and materiality and mentality up to the conception stage and mother's beginning stage. But they cannot go beyond to design. They cannot design past mentality and materiality. It takes long time. For some meditators, about one month, they cannot see past cause. And the day we must go back to teach samatha, because the light of wisdom is not enough. When we go back to the samatha, if they want to practice, for example, white casino, they must choose white Sagar casino sagar. As soon as they be addition this white casino saga, it bigger small body gas. So can one casino cannot be solid? Very difficult. At the day usually we teach gross objects such as our monastery is close to symmetry. So <laughs> if the one corpse is coming, please try to see this corpse as a asubha Asuba meditation because this is gross object. So at the day this asuba is for him a little bit easy so as a reverse the Then <coughs> he gave a day up to jana stage at that day, we teach this skeleton skeleton of that course to see this skeleton of this course and then please practice this skeleton as a reverse so at that day, thank you for listening